Praise the Lord. Yes, today I want to teach you about um, what I call prophetic tokens and symbols. Somebody say prophetic tokens. Prophetic tokens. And symbols. Yes, prophetic tokens and uh, prophetic symbols. There are some things that you will not see in John chapter 3 verse 5. I mean, written, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. There are some things that are so clear, but there are certain things that you need to decode. Somebody say decode. Decode. Yeah, what is written in scripture and you need to be able to interpret. For instance, when Jesus was speaking about the parable of the sower, how many of you know the story about the parable of the sower? What did Jesus say? Jesus said, a sower went to sow seeds. And some fell on a good ground, some fell on the highway side, some fell on a stony ground, some fell on a stony ground. And uh, after he has given that parable, he comes back to us and interprets the parable, what he actually meant. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yes. So he gives a parable, a prophetic, metaphoric language, and then he comes back to interpret the metaphor to us so that we can understand. Amen? Amen. Can you give me that scripture? He comes back to interpret that scripture for, for us to understand. And the question is, why would he speak in that language? Luke chapter 8. Now let's go. Shall we read? One, go. One, two, three, go. Okay, start from verse four. Start from verse four. Start from verse four. Now, shall we read? One, go. Imagine the whole multitude, over 5,000 people or 10,000 people had gathered and Jesus begins to speak and he speaks to them in, not in a plain language, in a parable. And he says, uh-huh, a sower went out to sow the seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on the rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it was not so water. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it. Now imagine, can you imagine that? Surely, Jesus says, "A sower went to sow seeds. Some fell on the highway side. Some fell on the stony ground. Some fell on a stony ground." And then he says, "He who has an ear, let him hear." Just that, and then he will go. <laughs> he does not really interpret some. It's only on few instances that Jesus will interpret the parable. That is why in the book of Matthew, the disciples asked him, Sir, why do you always speak to the people in parables? Because the disciples were wondering, they are walking with their master, and their master is not speaking in plain language. And I made you understand, parabolic language are prophetic languages. That is how the mystery of the word of God is communicated. Amen? Amen. 
Why? Because it, the Bible says it is not given unto everyone to understand. Take me back to um, um, it says it. You know. Okay. Now read. Guess what? He did not explain the parables to the crowd. He explained the parables to the come on to the do you know why? Because when he, if he tries to explain the parables to the crowd, the multitude, they will not understand. It will not make sense to them. In the same way, that is why some of us, we will not waste our time to try to explain a principle like Titan to some unbelievers because it will never enter their head. They will not understand. And in the same way, Jesus did not waste his time trying to explain mysteries of the spirit to people whose spiritual senses were not ready to receive. So there are certain things, it was, I mean, said only for the people who believe, those who understood the mysteries of God, those who had a closer and a deeper relationship with the Lord. You see, the crowd will come, Jesus will preach to them, give them food, and he will go. But the disciples were always with Jesus. For the interpretation of the parables, it was for them to understand, not the multitude. Why? Because they had a closer relationship with the Lord. Amen? Have you done something for the kingdom, for God, and other people are criticizing you before? Is anybody here, you did something for the church, for the kingdom, for the ministry, not possibly here, maybe in the past, and people were criticizing you? Why? Because they don't understand the mysteries of the spirit. Amen? Amen. Uh, why would you have to go for Kesha? Uh, go and pray all night. They don't understand the benefits that come with it. Why do you have to give? They don't understand the benefits that come with it. We are praying and saying we are anointing ourselves. Ah, this one, this oil you bought from Kafo, you say it carries power. Ah. Yeah, you see, because it is a mystery. Somebody say a mystery. A mystery. So it takes only people that have deeper and a closer relationship with God to understand certain mysteries of the spirit. And ladies and gentlemen, don't try to explain certain mystery to certain people because they will never get it. They will never understand. Because even Jesus didn't do that. See, Jesus had three levels of relationship. Number one, he had the multitude. Somebody say the multitude. The multitude. And he had the disciples. Somebody say the disciples. the disciples. And he had the three out of the disciples. He had three. The, the multitude was the people... I mean, one day he called 70 people, anoint them, and sends them to go and cast out demons. 70, that is besides the 12. Calls them, empowers them, and sends them to go and cast demons. When it came to going to the other side for ministry assignment and for purpose, Jesus went with only 12. Somebody say 12. 12. The Bible says when it was time in Mark chapter 4, when it was time for them to cross over to the other side, Jesus said, send the multitude away. Jesus sent all the multitude away, but he went to the other side with only 12 disciples. Even among the 12 disciples, he calls his closest disciples, the people that he even interpreted the mysteries of the kingdom to, he did not relate with them at the same level. Hello? Hello? When it came to Jesus going to the Mount of Transfiguration, he went with only... 
only three. Yes. James, John, and who? Peter. Now, guess what? And when it came to who? Out of the three. When it came to who he would trust with his life. The one who he slept, he was allowed to sleep on his chest, on his bosom. It was only one. So, in every life, in this life, you must have your multitude, your disciples, your three, and your one. Are you getting me? Even Jesus did not relate with everyone equally. Some of you, you want everyone to be your friend. It doesn't work like that. Jesus had a multitude. He had the 12 disciples that he explained the parables to. Even out of the 12, he called his disciples when it came to, I mean, destiny situations. When it came to life-threatening situations. When it came to who he will ascend the mountain with and go and pray and wait on God. He went with only three. Even among the three, when it came to who will sleep on his chest, it was only one, John. So you need to be able to demarcate and create levels in the way you relate and associate with people. Everybody cannot be your friend. Tell your neighbor, everybody cannot be your friend. Everybody cannot be your friend. Yes. The more friends you have, the more problems you have. In fact, the more friends you have, the more people gossip about you. The more friends you have, the more troubles you have. So you must learn how to disassociate yourself from certain people. See, when it comes to destiny matters, it is you and your God. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So Jesus did not explain the parables to them. Now let's go back to Luke. Uh -huh. And let's hear what he said. Luke. Yes. And he said, let's read one go. But to the rest, it is given in Come on. Did you hear that? Jesus says to the disciples, to you, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But to the rest, it is being given in parables. That seeing they may, and hearing they may not. Can you imagine Jesus saying that? He says what he wants to say in parables so that some people will not understand. I have no business trying to explain myself to everybody. I don't need to because Jesus said he speaks in that manner so that some people will not understand. No, can you understand that? Yes. yes. Because there are certain people, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how you try to explain. They will not understand. Because before they even met you, they would have already made up their mind. They don't want to understand. Yes, sir. So, when it comes to your service to God and your connection with God and your connection with the things of the Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to explain yourself to everybody. I was, I was, I was saying, um, I was, I'm trying to um, um, talk to somebody about you guys. They come all the way from Nakuru to Kesha. Can you imagine? Imagine that. I was saying, that is high level dedication. That even if God did not want to bless you, he will bless you. Amen. It's a sacrifice. I mean, traveling all the way from Nakuru, you stay here in Kahawa, you say it's far. In Langata, even. I, I know, are you getting the point? To travel all the way to Nakuru, to come back all the time for Kesha and go back home. It's not a joke. Amen? Yeah, people even come from Mombasa, take a flight and come for Kesha and go home. Why? To, not, to the natural man, it doesn't make sense. 
but to a spiritual man, they know what they are getting. Yes, sir. Are you getting my point? Yes, sir. Yes. They so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may know what. Thank you. There are certain prophetic actions Jesus did in the Bible that sometimes when you look at them, you begin to wonder. So what was Jesus trying to tell us? And what was he trying to do? Now, when you read Luke chapter 22, verses 19 to 20, we are going today, I'm just, it's not that, today is not a normal service that you know, I'm coming to teach nine sermons that you shout, I receive, I receive. No, today is a different service altogether. Amen? So please Amen. walk with me, and then by the time we are through, you will understand where we are going. Amen? Amen. Yes. Shall we read one go? This is my body. Uh-huh. Next verse, verse 20. Likewise, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Mm -hmm. Hold on now. Let's go. Let's go back. Imagine Jesus takes bread, breaks the bread and says, this bread is my body. Eat it. If you were at the table, my friend, you would have questioned more than Judas. <laughs> Surely, sir. And you see, the saddest, the nicest thing is that in the church like this, when you are saying it, some people, they are like, you know, Judas never spoke. He was quiet, but he was contemplating. Look at this man. What is he trying to do? This is your body. It's a lie. It's not true. <laughs> Are you getting me? Yes. How can bread be your body? The bread was bread that was bought from somewhere. It was baked by a baker. But after that bread, everybody follow me, has been brought into the presence of the master. And prayer has been made over the bread. It's metamorphosis from just the normal bread made with flour into the body of Christ. Hello? Hello? Are we together? Yes. Yeah. So, in as much as it was bread bought from Kafor, as long as it is representing something else, it loses that earthly significance of being bread and, and whatever. And now it assumes spiritual properties. It is no longer bread. As long as Jesus picked it and said, this is my body, ladies and gentlemen, it becomes a spiritual food. Are we together? Yes, sir. If he picks the wine and said, this wine is now my bread, drink it. It is no longer wine that was bought from a shop. It becomes a spiritual element that as you take, you receive spiritual benefit from it. In the same light, when we come here and we pick oil, give me oil. When we come here and we pick oil, Just give me that. In this is oil, right? This oil was possibly bought from a shop. But after the oil has been prayed over, it is no longer something physical that you trivialize any longer. It becomes a spiritual element that can bring healing, that can bring protection, that can bring every other thing else that with which you use it for. Are we together? Yes, sir. Yeah. So you need to understand the essence and the significance of the spiritual things that we use in the house of God. 
The challenge is that the enemy has a way of making you trivialize everything spiritual so that it does not benefit you. But my prayer is that from today you have understanding. That's why I made us pray for what? Understanding. That you come to a place where you have deeper understanding into the things of the spirit. Say, Lord. Lord. Give me understanding. Give me understanding. Shall we say, Lord? Lord. Give me understanding. Give me understanding. In John chapter 9, verse 6. Give me John chapter 9, verse 6. Give me John chapter 9, verse 6. Shall we read one go? Okay. Shall we all read one go? He went and washed and came back what? Imagine Jesus wants to heal a blind man and Jesus spits on the ground. The guy that taught me how to preach, he was a pharmacist. So he, I mean, one of these days I'll invite him. He's not a preacher. He taught me how to preach, but he's not a preacher. He's a, he's a pharmacist. Actually, he's not married. I just remembered. I just remembered. He's not married. His father is one of the wealthiest men in Ghana. His father is uh, like one of the cities in Ghana. The father owns almost 80% of the entire city. He's a pharmacist. The father is also a pharmacist. Hear me. And he taught me to preach. And when he's preaching, he will bring um, pharmaceutical terms and he's serious. He's, he's a good, nice guy and a funny preacher. When is he coming? <laughs> Look at these ones. People are serious. I would invite him. I will try and invite him before, he, before the year ends. Yes. Huh? Let them what? <laughs> before, I should invite him before he marries. <laughs> right. What, some years back, I tried, I tried um, encouraging him. So he started talking to somebody Kenyan, but I don't know how it went. It, it, it didn't, it, it fizzled out. But maybe when he comes this time, the violence shall take it by force. <laughs> so when he was explaining this scripture, he said that when Jesus spat on the ground, it had a lot of flames. And he mixed it with clay and applied it on the eyes of the blind man. So my question is, why would Jesus? So Jesus, couldn't you find any better way of healing this blind man other than spitting on the ground? Who agrees with me? So if your brother was the blind man, will you stand there and watch somebody spit on his eyes? I will tell Jesus, sir, take your healing. We are going home. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you are right. Sometimes, if you are desperate, you can allow anything. 
So Jesus spat on the ground and mixed the spatum with sand and applied it on the blind man. And it didn't end there. He tells the blind man, go to the pool of psyllium and wash your face and you'll get healed. And the Bible says, when the man did that, he came what? He came what? Some of the prophetic actions sometimes you would have to take, it doesn't make sense. But that is how your miracle will burst forth. That is what I'm saying. Spiritual things, is, it's not meant for everybody to understand. Ah, the man of God says, wake up and pray and anoint your feet, anoint your hands and declare, go and break a bottle. It doesn't make sense to a natural man. But guess what? When you attach your faith to it and you follow certain prophetic actions, your miracle comes forth. In fact, John interpreting this scripture Sorry, Mark, interpreting this scripture in Mark chapter 8, verses 23, Mark didn't say Jesus spat on the ground and mixed it with spatum. Mark said Jesus spat on the eyes of the blind man. In Manchester, some time ago, I went to minister with a prophet friend of mine. I literally got furious in a service. I was, I was the speaker, and I, I, I asked him to come. He, uh, he's a prophet friend of mine. Sorry to say, he had not been, he's not so much learned, but he's very sharp in the spirit, prophetically. But he's not so much learned. If I invite him, we need to get interpreter. <laughs> he will speak in Greek and somebody has to interpret. But he's sharp prophetically. So he had come to the UK, he speaks broken English, you know. And, uh, and then he was, we were supposed to pray for someone. So I, as I finished ministering, I handed over the microphone to him and I told him, I told him, Mark, I'm giving you 10 minutes. Said it in my language so that he does not confuse the English. I said, I, I'm giving you 10 minutes. Minister to the people in 10 minutes. I'm coming back for my microphone. The first person he called was a blind man. Say, today this blind man will see. And he's speaking English that does not even make sense. And I started panicking. Hey. My friend, the blind man will see. Me, David, I have not healed a blind man. You, you are going to heal a blind man. What if you don't? I started getting worried. I'm telling you. <laughs> so now, he puts oil in his mouth. Then I realize fire is coming on the mountain. He puts oil in his mouth. You know, he's a, I mean, crude. He's not been to school. He put her in his mouth. Today, the blind man, he'll come here. This is Manchester. And then, poor, he, he spits the oil on the face of the blind man. I just bowed down my head like this. I'm like, I am finished. Because I'm the one that brought him. <laughs> And he picks his hands, did like this. Did. Guess what? The man eyes open. And the whole church began to scream. It felt like they are poured cold water on me. I felt so relieved because if the guy's eyes didn't open, <laughs> I don't miss it. Number one, he could be arrested, he could be sealed, anything could have happened. Because this is England. 
I mean, how do you spit oil on somebody's face? But guess what? The guy's eyes open. His eyes open. For the first time, I'm like, so when we're going, I'll say, hey, Mark, so what, what was that about? He told me, at the end of the day, the miracle happened. To how he did it, it doesn't matter. The eyes opened. Are you getting me? Ten minutes. Immediately after that, I didn't know. I quickly took over the microphone. Because, because in the midst of the excitement, I called him back. I said, because you might never know in this one, what else he's going to do. But the church became excited and that was the beginning of great things. And guess what? A man who could not speak English, he managed to open a church in England. Wow. Because he can't speak English. He, he, people will go to him just because of the miracles. Are you getting my point? Yes. Yeah? So there are certain prophetic actions that does not make sense to people. Jesus, let's read Mark 8.23. Mark 8.23. Shall we read one go? Can you imagine that? Jesus did what? Let's read. So he took the blind man and led, me, and led him and when he had he had what? So Jesus spat on the blind man's eyes. But he did it outside town. Because he knew if he did it in town people would start criticizing him. He spat on the blind man's eye and asked him whether you can see. So imagine some of these weird instances that happen. And you see, if you study the prophets of old, some of them, their stories are even pathetic. God asked them to do weird things. Imagine Ezekiel. How many of us know Ezekiel, prophet Ezekiel? What do you know about prophet Ezekiel? Ezekiel 37, the dry bones. God told Ezekiel to bake bread on human poop. It's in your Bible. Because you don't read, you don't know. God told him, I want you to bake bread, but bake it on human poo. And then eat. <laughs> Do I show you from scripture? Yes. You want to know from scripture? Yes. Give me Ezekiel chapter 4. Verses 12. Ezekiel 4. And you shall eat and bake it using what? Okay, let's start from verse 10. Are you there? Are you ready? We go. Yes, so Ezekiel chapter. You people. 
Next week, I'm going to England. I have to start rehearsing. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> These guys. Let's go. Ezekiel, let me speak like a Kenyan. Let's go. Ezekiel chapter 4. Let's go. using what? Are you hearing that? Yes. This is like, like biogas. Yes. Brian, your business. <laughs> yeah. So, imagine God telling Ezekiel to bake bread over human waste. That time there was no technology. So imagine, there was no technology. So you gather all of, and you bake bread. Amen? If you read it from the Amplified, Amplified over human, bake it, having baked it in the sight of a human, you shall eat your food as barley cakes, having baked it in the sight of a human what? That is what Ezekiel was asked to do. There was a time Isaiah, the major prophet, was asked to walk naked for three years. It's in your Bible. He was asked. To... <laughs> hey. Somebody say, hey. Uh, me, if God tells me that, that one. Uh. <laughs> that one is a hard one. Isaiah chapter 20 verse 3. Give me from verse 2. Uh-huh. Let's start. Okay. Uh -huh. Read. Let's start from verse 1. One go. And he did so, walking naked. And the Lord said, just as my servant Isaiah has walked naked and barefoot for how many years? Three years. For how many years? Who wants to be prophet Isaiah? <laughs> he did that for three years. See, God in those days, see, God used those um, imagery and uh, dramatic exercises by the prophets to communicate what he wanted to tell the people. Are you getting me? Yes. Yeah. He says, and the Lord said, just as my servant Isaiah has walked naked and barefoot for three years, for a sign and a wonder against Egypt and Ethiopia. So what he was doing, he was undertaking a prophetic action against Egypt and no, it is written there. Is that not so? Yes. Yeah. So shall, let's, let's read it. One go. Then the Lord said, uh -huh. Just as my servant Isaiah has walked naked and barefoot, he has a sign and a wonder against Egypt and Ethiopia. Uh huh. 
So shall the king of Assyria lead away the Egyptians as prisoners and as captives, young and old, naked and barefoot with their So God was trying to make these Assyrians understand and the Egyptians and the Ethiopians understand you guys are going to be taken captives. Just as Isaiah, the major prophet, is walking, so shall you be. All that I'm trying to make you understand is that there are certain prophetic actions they may not make sense to you, but it makes sense to God. Are you getting me? So when you see me walking at night, in the street and I am praying. I am not confused. I am taking territory over the city. I am taking dominion over the city. Are you getting me? Yes. Sir. Yes. When I tell you wake up at midnight and anoint your hands and declare that Jehovah shall bless the work of your hands. It, it will happen and results will follow. Why? Because it is a prophetic action. The Bible says that the work of our hands are blessed. And your hands is a typology of the work you do. So when you anoint your hands and you speak over it, you are activating the blessing of God over the work you do. Some of these things, you will not see it in John chapter 3 verse 5. You must undertake it by prophetic intuition that my hands represents my work. I need to at some point in time speak over the work of my hands. Are we together? Yes. yes. Hosea, the major prophet, was asked to go and marry a prostitute. Can you imagine that? It's in the Bible. And God used it to communicate a message. Hosea chapter 1. Imagine when the guy began his ministry. Just right as he began his ministry. That was what God told him to do. Hosea 1. Shall we read when go? No, no, no. Hold on. When the Lord began to what? When the Lord, when the guy started prophesying, that was the first prophecy he started giving. Can you imagine? That was his first prophecy. What an instruction. Some of us, if God took us like this, I think we would have stopped this ministry and gone to do engineering. Are you getting me? Let's go, huh? When the Lord began to speak to Hosea by when the Lord began to speak by Hosea, the Lord said, uh-huh. So if the land has committed great halotry, Father, how does it concern me, the prophet? God says, go do it and use it to illustrate what I want to communicate. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to make one statement. Don't criticize spiritual things you don't understand. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. There may be spiritual things someone else may be, you may not understand. But we are so quick and we have become judgments of what is true and what is false. Hey, you just saw something. Hey, that one is false. Hey, you don't understand. If these people were living in our time, I think all of them would have been called what? False. 
How do you walk naked in the name of a prophet? You say, God has given you instruction. Who will believe that? No one. Are we together? Yes. But we are so quick as believers, just because you don't understand certain things, you are quick to call it false. You are quick to criticize it and abuse it. Are we together? Yes, sir. So now, I even don't know. There are so many things here that I, I wanted to say. See, how many of, what, what do you understand by baptism? Why do we get baptized? Anybody? Why do you think you have to get baptized? How many of you have been baptized? You have been baptized. If you have been baptized by sprinkling, that is not baptism. If they sprinkled water on you and said you have been baptized, the word baptized comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means in, to be immersed. Somebody say immersed. immersed. The real name baptism actually means baptizo, which means to be immersed. Let me tell you the history of the baptism by sprinkling. When the old missionaries came to Africa, this is what happened. They were, when they stepped into our rivers, they used to get elephantiasis. And they used to have, I mean, attacks on their health. So instead of them stepping in those dirty water, they stopped stepping in the dirty water. They asked the people, go fetch the water to bring it into the temple and then to the parish. And the priest was sprinkling. Instead of them taking the people into the dirty waters of Africa, they were afraid to get into our dirty water. So they told the people, bring the water into the church. And they sprinkled it over the people and called it what? Baptism. Are we together? Yes. But the actual thing is that it was just because of the waters of Africa. It was too dirty. And they were scaring for their lives. They didn't want to step in. So if you have been baptized by sprinkling, our next baptism date is when? December. We will baptize you again. In your stadium. Dip you into water. And bring you back. Or if you can join my flight to, Nairo, uh, to Mombasa. We take you to the sea, the ocean. That one big ocean will dip you. If you run away with the ocean, you are on your own. Amen? Amen? Yes. Now, why do we baptize? Why do we baptize? Yes? Pastor? Yes. It's a sign that you have been buried with the old man and risen with the new man. Anyone else? Yes? Why do we baptize? Identifying yourself with the death and resurrection of Christ. Yes? Why do we baptize, Maureen? Yes, to be born into the new life. Right? So, every explanation of baptism is connected to Christ. But there was baptism before Christ. John the Baptist actually was baptizing people. So, what was the essence of the baptism of John? Are you getting me? Yes. yes, I heard somebody say repentance. It signified that they have repented or shed off their sins and they have become anew. That was the essence of the baptism of John. So the question is, why, had Je why did Jesus have to get baptized? Does it mean that Jesus had been committing sins? No. You see, one of the significance of the things of the spirit that most of us personally don't get is that in the days of John the Baptist, anybody that got baptized, they were actually saying, I am shedding off my sins. I am repenting of everything I have done. And as I come out of the water, I am coming anew. And Jesus also got there and said, let me also get baptized. 
Are we together? Yes, sir. So in the days of John, for you to show that you have repented, you needed to be dipped in water. Imagine there was no people confessing their sins and asking for forgiveness. Before then, they would take their, their, their sheep to the priest and the priest would sprinkle the blood at the altar and say they are cleansed. In John comes and says there is a new revelation. As you are dipped in water and you are coming out, it is a sign that your sins are forgiven. Are you getting me? Yes. How can dipping somebody in water make their sins be forgiven? Are you here? Yes, sir. No, no. To me, personally, if you become analytical and logical and not spiritual, it doesn't make sense. How is it that all the sins I have sinned, you say that if I dip myself in water and come out, my sins are forgiven and I am now clean. Does that make sense? Hello? Hello? Then if you go and sin and you go and put yourself in your shower, you should be clean. But you see, it was a spiritual act. It was a spiritual action. Are we getting me? Yes. Sir. Yeah. As long as it was spiritual, it makes sense to them. And as they did it, truly their sins were forgiven. So to you, who now you know the new things of the spirit for your sins to be forgiven, you need to confess Jesus as your Lord and personal savior. And when you sin, you go and ask for forgiveness of your sins and the blood of Jesus will cleanse you. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. In those days, they dip themselves in water and come out and their sins were forgiven. What am I trying to say? The long and short of the analysis I'm trying to make you understand is that in a, at a certain, in a certain dispensation, there was a way things were done. And it, it suited well for them. In this new dispensation, there is a way things are also done. When you go to a certain ministry, there is a way they understand the scriptures. They do things in a certain way. And they feel okay. When you come to Grace Arena into a prophetic ministry, there is a way we also do our things. It doesn't mean that one is wrong or this one is wrong. All it means is that it's based on our deeper, our understanding into the way we receive the things of the spirit. Are you getting my point? Yes, sir. Yeah. So you don't say, ah, me, I came from Anglican. We never use oil. Why is this thing about oil? You don't need to use oil there. Here we use anointing oil. Why? Because we have an understanding in what we are doing. And God also releases his blessings upon it. And it works. When you go to Catholic, they use holy water. Certain churches use different things. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So you need to have an understanding into the things that goes on here and you attach your faith to it and it begins to work. So when we say come here with water, people have come here with People have put their CVs and, and their, I mean, things on the altar. Do you know why? Because spiritually we know that at every altar there are angels, spiritual angels ascending and descending. You are not seeing them. You don't need to see them. At this altar, so, man of God, are you saying angels are here? Yes, there are angels here. At, at, it is in your Bible. That at every altar, angels ascend and descend. Are you hearing me? They ascend and descend. Why are they ascending? They pick what is present at the altar. And they ascend to heaven with them. And by the time they are descending, they are coming. Even though it was just possibly a CV. But as they ascend to heaven with it, they descend and they descend with a blessing released upon that CV. 
So when you apply a job, you get a miracle and you don't understand. Ah, the man of God didn't even pray for me. Ah, I didn't need to, I don't need to pray for you. Just the fact that you place it at the altar. Angels ascended on those documents and they descended with a testimony coming with it. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Yeah. So if you are applying for a job, you are applying for a tender, you are applying for a business, according to the scriptures in Genesis chapter 28, we see the first place called Bethel, the house of God. There were angels there. Jacob says they were ascending and descending, ascending and descending. So he set the place up and said, This this place shall be called Bethel, means the house of of God at every house of God in every house of God the altar is a place where angels ascend and descend they ascend and descend he said Jacob said when Jacob woke up from his sleep the first place he saw a place he called the house of God he woke up from his sleep and said oh so the Lord was in this place and I did not know it and some of you that is why you do the Lord is at this altar but you are trivializing the altar you don't know you don't have a revelation you don't connect your spirit with it so you come somebody traveled from Australia just to come because she heard that people come to this altar pray at the altar and miracles happen she said she came all the way from Australia come here lie down at the altar and made a prayer so that by the time she goes miracles will begin to happen guess what did the miracle happen yes not one three miracles three testimonies happen after she came to this altar and lied at the altar why because she had a revelation it was taught according to Genesis that at every altar angels ascend and descend you don't need to see them they are just right at the altar ministering to the things that are present at the altar are we together yes yes so you need to have a revelation into every single thing you do in the house of God and sometimes you don't need to be taught you just need to do it you don't need understanding sometimes just just follow the instruction when Jesus went to the wedding in Canaan and uh, Mary came to him and told him that the wine was finished. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, my time is not up. What did Mary tell the servant? He says, whatever he tells you, whatever he tells you, do it. What did Je Jesus tell the servant? He says, go and fill the water pots with Jesus told them, go and fill the water post with water. Right after. Now, John 2. Let's start from, um, 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 let's start from verse 2. Let verse 1. Okay, let's do from verse 1. One, go. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. According to the manner of the purification of the Jews containing 20 to 10. Uh-huh. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with Fill the water pots with, and they filled them up to the nesting. And he said to them, Draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. 
Jesus didn't say fill the water pots with wine. Number one. Number two, did Jesus pray there? Did Jesus pray there? Jesus never prayed. Ladies and gentlemen, some of the miracles that will come your way, it doesn't need prayer. All it needs is your obedience. Oh my God, I wish I came to church. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Some of the miracles that will come, Jesus just told them, fill the water pots with Next instruction, fetch some of the water and go and give it to the master of the ceremony. Jesus never prayed a prayer just by their obedience. The question I always ask is, at what point did the water lose its chemical properties and become wine? In, the process, in that act of obedience, there was a shift in the spirit. So, draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it, uh-huh. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was what? Water that was what? Water that was what? And they did not know where it came from. But the servants who had drawn it knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said, Every man at the beginning sets out good wine. And when the guests are well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until wine, water was transformed into wine as a result of obedience. Can I tell you one thing? Can I pray for somebody here? Yes, sir. Your poverty is going to turn into riches by your act of obedience. It doesn't have to make sense to you, but as you obey, I see God shifting in your life. In the name of Jesus, your sickness is going to turn into healing by your act of obedience. Your struggle is going to turn into favor by your act of obedience. As you obey, it didn't make sense. The guys were just obeying some careless instruction that didn't make sense. But guess what? As they obeyed, there was a miracle. Prophetic things does no need to make sense to you. Are we here? It doesn't just obey. Tell your neighbor, just obey. Just obey. Tell your neighbor, just obey. Just obey. Tell your neighbor, just obey. Just obey. Now, I want to take, there are so many things I need to share, but I think I'm, I'm trying to tr contemplate on which one to do first. Now, let me possibly start with numbers. Somebody say numbers. Numbers. Somebody shout numbers. Numbers. The fact that they are numbers in the Bible it's a sign that God works with numbers. Somebody say prophetic numbers. Prophetic numbers. Now, prophetically, every number has a significance. At least I've done a lot of introduction. So if, I, if after seeing this, you still don't understand, then I don't know what I can do. I remember when we, were, when, we were, when we were on campus, there is a certain mathematics called um, analytical mathematics. How many of you did, did it in school? Yes, it is very funny. Very, very funny. Analytical mathematics. So we had two lecturers for that course. Is it mathematics 101? I've forgotten the thing. Now, when the first lecturer comes and teach, you teach for like one month, and the next lecturer will come. So when the next lecturer comes, have you, has you, have you been taught this? Everybody will say, no. <laughs> we say it in agreement. We have been taught, but the thing is, nobody understood. So we all said what? No. no. Now, prophetic numbers. Somebody shout numbers. 
No boss. Kai, this thing cannot write. This, which, which witchcraft is this one? Teacher June, if it doesn't work, it's on you. This is your blackboard, your, board, your whiteboard. Okay. This, even this one. Okay. Hey. It's still not very... Okay, let's go. Just clear it. It doesn't look okay, but I, I'm coming... I'm, I'm coming to do something with it. I was just trying to test how it's going to be. Now, let's go. Prophetic numbers. Somebody shout prophetic numbers. Prophetic numbers. Now, number one prophetically signifies unity. Somebody shout unity. Unity. When you see prophetic number one, it signifies unity. Number two signifies union or witness. The Bible says, how can two work unless they agree two cannot work together unless they agree number three is the number of god we have god the father god the son and god the holy spirit number four is the number for the earth or the world there are four cardinals in the world we have north south east and west number five is the number for grace six is the number for man. Uh, what is six is the number four? I think that, that is a typo there. This thing was done around 3 a.m. You all of you were sleeping, you were snoring. Me, I was still awake putting this together. So I mean this is an error. Guys, correct it for me. Correct it from the slide. Number six is the number for man. You can correct it, isn't it? Yes. If you couldn't correct it, I'll tell your mother not to pay school fees. I mean, this is basic presentation. <laughs> you should be able to correct that from the slide. Yes, this is, and this, is, this is my own mistake, that one I, I admit. Number six is the number for man. Somebody say man. Man was created on the sixth day. Number seven signifies perfection or completeness. All right? Yes. On the seventh day, God said everything is perfect. And uh, number eight signifies new beginnings. Yes. Number nine signifies birthing. Somebody say birthing. When a woman conceives, a woman gives birth in the ninth month. In the ninth month, that is when life is released. Life appears on the earth in the ninth month. Number nine also signifies manifestations. Somebody say manifestations. Manifestations. Shall we say manifestations? Manifestations. Yes. Ten signifies government. Somebody say government. So in this month of the 10th, you must speak governmental authority and declare that the nations will respond to you. Amen. Declare that you shall have influence. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Number 10 signifies what? Government. It signifies the tithe. It signifies responsibility. It signifies law and order. Number 11 is the number for disorder. Somebody say disorder. Disorder. Yes. Number 12 signifies fullness and divine government. Yes, there are 12 tribes in Israel. Number 13 signifies rebellion. Now, most of the attacks that happen in scripture, they were all they all happened on the 13th day. In fact, if you are a very good student of the Bible, when you read this Bible, most of the bad 
things that happen in scripture, all of them, the Bible will tell you on the 13th day of this month, evil happened. On the 13th day of that month, evil happened. On the 13th day of that month, Mordecai was hanged. On the 13th day of this month, that was when the entire Jews were supposed to be killed. The number 13 signifies rebellion. Number 14 signifies what? It signifies what? The Passover. Number 17. I've skipped some numbers because some of the numbers, they still add up to become the same. I will teach you after this. Number 17 signifies walk with God. 20 signifies what? Twenty-four signifies what? Priestly cause or governmental. Number thirty signifies what? Consecration. All of you are taking screenshot. You can easily say, "Man of God, after the service, send it to me, and I can post it on your WhatsApp group, and all of you will have it." Wow! Somebody say, "Wow!" Wow! Now you are okay. You can take a screenshot, maybe. Yeah, you can still take the screenshot. Number 40 signifies end of defeat. Now, if you check the scriptures, Jesus fasted for how many days? 40 days. He ended defeat over the enemy. And then that is before he began his ministry, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. How many days was um, the, uh, was Noah in, when the other people in the ark 40 days and 40 nights after 40 days and 40 nights the Lord told them it is over they could come out 40 signifies end of defeat and end of affliction anytime you want to burst into something significant you connect with the number what 40 and you see these numbers also call for why sometimes listen to me a prophet will ask you to sow a certain specific seed why because if the prophet possibly is not led by the flesh, but he's actually led by the spirit, you don't ask for seeds because you want to ask for a seed. You ask for a seed because prophetically, if you are dealing with the witches from your village and they have been tormenting your life, there is a certain particular figure that connects with your issue that will help you come out of that situation. Are we together? Yes, sir. Yes. So 50 signifies what? Jubilee. Freedom and Pentecost. 70 signifies what? Increase or 75 purification, cleansing, or separation. Somebody says separation. Separation. So, so if you are prophetic and there is this mumu you want to separate from, you undertake a prophetic action. Sindio? Yes, a word to the wise. <laughs> One twenty signifies what? And six 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 is the number for the Antichrist. Antichrist, the number for Satan, the number of the beast. Six six six. Are you there? Yes, sir. Are you there? Yes, sir. Yes. Now I will do with the other things later. 
Now, what I'm going to say, the main reason why I didn't want to go live is actually because of what I, what I am now going to say. Everything else, I could have said it online. But what I am now going to say is the main reason why I didn't want to go live because people may not really understand. How many of you did a little, a little bit of science in school? Did a bit of science in school, and you know that the earth revolves around? On? The earth revolves where? On? On its axis. All right? Some people, they don't even know what the, all these things are. It's not your problem. <laughs> let's, let's follow. Let's follow. Every year, okay, let me stand here. Every year there is what? January, isn't it? Yes. This thing is not very strong. Every year there is what? Every year there is what? Can, can somebody hold it because it's shaking? Yes. Every year there is what? And then? April, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, now, and on, on, on until December, yeah, I want to show you something very quick, every year we will have January, there is not a single year January will not come, what I'm saying to you, I may not repeat myself because like Jesus said, it is not for everybody to understand, it is only for some people to understand, there is no year that there will not be January, there is no year that there will not be February. Every single year, these months repeat itself. And it will repeat itself until Jesus comes. Now, January has how many days? Huh? Feb, 28, sometimes 29. And it goes on the rest. These days also repeat almost every year. Is that not it? Yes. Is that not it? Yes. Now, that what that tells you, what I really want you to catch here is this. In this life, things repeat themselves. Numbers repeat themselves. People repeat themselves. Life repeats itself in so many different ways. What am I trying to say? The point I'm trying to say is that I don't know whether some of you are very keen there are certain things that are very particular to you. There are certain people that somehow, as they come close to you all the time, they will hurt you. Can I be very honest with you? Number one, I'm going to take it in numbers, in communities, and don't judge me because I'm just trying to help you. There are certain people, the people who have really helped you in life, there is always a certain particular number that is connected to them. It works all the time. Okay, let me not say all the time. Let me not be so much 100%. At least it works 80 to 90%. 80 to 90% of the time, the people that have hurt you in life, there is always something peculiar to them. I can use anybody as an example. Anybody. Or can you take a pen and paper, you work it out yourself? Okay, now let's work it. Well, some way you can take notes. Remember anybody that has really caused you pain. Write down their names down. I want to show you. I'm just showing a quick thing that is going to help you. Can I be honest with you? Anytime anybody gets close to me, the first thing I ask you is, when were you born? I'm not asking when you were born so that I can give you a gift. I'm asking when you were born to check whether you are in to help me or to break me. Are you getting my point? Yes, sir. In fact, that is how it works all the time. There are certain people I know 
They are here. They are saying, ah, Papa, me, Papa, I will die with you. I know that this one is just a matter of time. Why? Because life repeats itself. Let's go. And they are sitting. How many of you have noted the person that has, some people that have hurt you? Just write two names. At least two. Some people that have caused you pain. They were close to you, but they, are, they ended up causing you pain. Or they've caused you a lot of pain in the past. Write down their names. Just write down their names. First thing is that chances are that those people, they originate from the same background. Not same background as in the same father or same mother. Sometimes, most of the time, they come from the same community. Who has agreed to that? You have written it down? It works like all of them come from the same community. Perfect. Has it worked? Oh, for me, there are certain people in this country called Kenya who have hurt me a lot. All of them come from the same community. I'm telling you, me as a prophet, there are people in this nation called Kenya. The people who have caused me a lot of problems. They all come from the same community. I will not tell you because I know them. So when some of them come around me, I know this one. There is danger. Somebody say there is danger. Danger. Not that all of them will cause you pain, no. But if you are not careful, because life repeats itself. If somebody called um, 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 whatever name, maybe somebody give me a name. Huh? Kamau. Okay. <laughs> if Kamau hurts you, chances are that another Kamau will hurt you. Another come out. Not, it doesn't come with the name come out, but it will come with a different name. But guess what? Most of the time, they come from the same background. The people that have caused you pain, they come from the same background. Number two, if you know their date of birth, write it down. You don't need to know their year. You don't know the, the day of birth and the month of birth. Write it down. Huh? The month is the same. Look at Sam. She's telling me the month, yours is the same. Yours is the same. What am I trying to say? Life repeats itself. There are certain people born in certain months, they would always hurt you. It's as simple as that. It is... <laughs> if the month is not the same, this is what will make you know that it is the same. Maybe you can see maybe 12, yeah? You add one to two, it comes to three. You add, you check the people who have hurt you. The other one will possibly also be number three. Or, it will be the same man. Or, there is a certain number in their date of birth that will correlate. I have done it with over 20 people, one-on-one. -on -one. It always ends up the same. At least 90% of the people, it always ends up the same. Let me tell you. If a guy that was born in March hurts you, I can confidently tell you, if you meet another guy born in March, I don't need to be a prophet. It will be the same. Hello? 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 Are you here? Yes, sir. Somebody say, hey. hey. Some people are worried. You see, that's why I didn't want to say this online. <laughs> are you getting my point? There is a certain number that works with me. In fact, somehow, most of the people around me has a certain number that is peculiar to them. Somehow. It even came by accident. I don't know how it happened. It, ha it, just ha it just happened. Why? I did not select them based on that number, but it ended up that way. I later realized that ah, all these people have a certain particular number around them. 
Somebody say the prophetic signs of numbers. The prophetic signs of numbers. Are we together? Yes. And number two, the people who have helped you in life, there is always also a particular number associated with them. For me, I know them. I know people, there is always a certain particular number that is always associated with the people who have helped me in life. I just know. I can confidently tell you, in our, in our, our, my father said I was born, my mother says I was born on the 4th of the 4th. My father says I was born on the 6th of the 4th. Right? That is how they argue. And it's up to now. My, my dad is late. On his deathbed, he still told me, remember you were born on the 6th of the 4th. <laughs> my mother told me you were born on the 4th of the 4th. In my passport, it's 4th of the 4th. But my, mother, my father tells me you were born on the 6th of the 4th. Now, if you add this to this, you end up getting 12. If you add this to this, you end up getting 8. Sorry, sorry, you end up getting 10. Most, sorry, most of the people that are in my partner's list, majority of the people are born in the month of October. Uh, is that not so? Yeah, you, you handle the partners. Majority of the partners in this ministry, both outside and inside, are born in the month of October. My first armor bearer was born in the month of October. My PA is born in the month of October. Majority of the people are born. Church secretary is born in the month of October. Faith is born in the month of October. Majority of the people around me are born in the month of what? Why? Because prophetically, there is something about that number that connects with me. That means that any number here, 6, 4, 10, somehow connects. Are we together? Yes. Sir. Are we together? Yes, sir. So is six, is either ten or eight. So the number eight connects with me, the number four connects with me, the number ten connects with me. So somehow it happens that way. So if you, if um, somebody comes out around you and they have some funny date of birth like 11th. <laughs> I'm not saying that it will happen. Oh, that is, it, the person will end up being bad. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh-uh. And what? It's a, yes. So you just have to check yourself and be very careful as to how you connect. Somebody say connect. Connect. Now, if you really want a one-on-one -on -one session, I will personally take you through and do a calculation for you so that you personally know which numbers work for you. I will just give me a list of people and then I'll, you just write down their numbers and their names and everything and we can work it out and you, you'll be able to connect with numbers. It doesn't mean people born in March cannot be my friends. That's not what I'm saying. All that I'm just saying is that there are certain people, there are certain numbers that flow with me. Are you getting me? Yes. They flow with me and you know, you, you know and you know and you know that there are some people they can never betray you. That is how I believe. That is how I believe. There are some people I know and I know and I know they can never betray me. Why? Because prophetically they were not born to betray someone like me. 
Not just because I am unique, I am a good person or anything. Why? Because prophetically, certain things disallow them from doing that. It's just that it is very difficult to explain into it for a layman to understand. But there are certain people you know and you know, even when you have not done it, they will say you did it. Why? Because their lives go parallel to you. Are you understanding? Yes. Are you connecting? Yes. Sir. Yes. So, there are certain things that connect. I want somebody, I want to use somebody as an example. Yes, um, um, Beatrice or Joanne. Yeah, let's, uh, one of you, just get up. Let me just use one of you as an example. Yeah. The people that have caused you pain. Yes? In which month were they born? Where, 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 where is the first person from? I don't want you to mention them because somebody can go and report you. That they have, the first person is from Kiambu. Hey, write it down. Kiambu. Wow. <laughs> Teacher June, this is your board. Hey, we need a better board. Hey, a whole church like this. We don't even have, it can't even clean properly. Looks like it is shaking. So the first person is from Kiambu. Let me just use it. The first person is from where? Kiambu. Kiambu. The second person is from where? Ukambani. Mukambani. Kamba. Okay. When was the first person born? In April. A April. Yes. Good. The next person? April. April. Good. You see? No, I just picked a random person. All right? Yeah. Um, do you know their uh, first two numbers? You don't know, but you know the month. You know the month of birth. Thank you. Do you know anybody that has helped you in life? Helped you properly? Okay, let me use a, a different person. Let me use the next person. Joan, take the microphone. Let me use someone else. Who has hurt you properly? Proper pain. Uh -huh. Don't tell me the name. Where are they from? The first. Kalenjin. Kale. Kale. The next person? Kikuyu. Kikuyu. So, when is the month of the person born? January. January. The, the person is born where? January. January. Are we together? Yes. Now, we want to use somebody who has helped you a lot in life. Yeah, let's clean. Let's clean. Anybody? To be used as an example, yes, faith. Somebody who has helped you a lot in life. We are not those who have hurt you. Yes. Okay, who has helped you? Tell me where are they from? Uh, okay, I would say the people who helped me, at least five that I can count, who uh -huh. helped me greatly were born in April. Five of them, uh -huh, yes. three of them are born in what? No, the five of them are born in April. Can you, no, April. can you imagine that? This is a random pickup. The five people who have helped there a lot in life, all of them are born in April. And that actually includes our papa and my CEO. Because he was born in April. Your CEO was born in April, and me as your spiritual father is also born in April. So do you think this is a coincidence? No. This is not a coincidence. The problem is that you have not taken time to study it. So if somebody comes into your life, let's assume that somebody comes into your life and a person is born in April. You don't need a prophet to tell you the person can be good to you. Are you getting my point? Can you, 
All the five people she says has helped her in life, all of them were born in April. And you tell me it's a coincidence. That is not a coincidence. Huh? It's a pattern. And do you know why I asked you, what do we say? The earth revolves around what? It's access. Everything goes back and comes back. Anybody you meet born in April, they will somehow go back and come back to do the same thing. Anybody you meet that helped you born in March, they will go back and come back and do the same thing. Can you imagine that? These are random pickups. You see, the reason why possibly you have not analyzed that yourself is just because you have not taken time to know it. Hello? Hello? Are you confused? You are not confused? Yes. There are some things I can't even go in and say because there are so many, there's something else deeper that if I say maybe some of you just run away. Amen? Amen. Yes. Dangerous things. Oh, my, I've got 18 minutes to go. Wow. So we need to come to the place of understanding there are certain prophetic symbols and numbers and dates that work with us. If you read the Bible, most of the bad things that happen, it happened on the 13th day. On the 13th day, on the 13th day, on the 13th day. Do you know why the American attack happened on what? Nine? Nine what? It was, um, um, the month was what? September. Why do you think it happened in the month of September? Why? Because in September is a month of manifestation. It's a month when things happen. It is the month when things are released. It's the month when things are birthed. Are you getting me? Yeah. When was Israel attacked? Let me give you a reason why Israel had to be attacked in that particular Huh? When was Israel attacked? The first, uh, just cut this by Hamas. Huh? Seventh what? Check. Somebody give me the exact. The seventh what? What is the number 10 significant? The first time in history that Israel has been attacked that they had no clue of is this time. The first time in history that Israel has been attacked but they had no clue of. The number seven means what? Perfection. It was a perfect day for an attack. And 10 signifies what? Government. They attack the government on a day of perfection. See, people, some of the things that people do in secret, they don't tell you. These are things personally I have known for many years. I, am, I have kept it to myself, but today God made me repent so that I share it with everybody. Thank you. Are you getting my point? There are certain days you do certain things and it will not work. Can I tell you something? Let me take you back to a place where I come from. Every president as from the time democracy began bear the name John. Yeah. So it came a time that the current president wanted to actually win for election and everybody thought he had won but he had no, his name was not John. So he lost. Until he needed to go get prayer for things to be shifted in the spirit. 
before he could become a president. Every president. It began with Jerry John Rollins. He ruled for 20 years. Democracy. Then John Ajekum Kufo, he ruled for eight years. John Evans Atamios. John Dramani Mahama. It is not possible for a country to be ruled by almost 40 years by one. Every name, anybody that sits on the throne bears the name John. You think it's a normal? And all of them had a certain number peculiar to them, the number four. Why? Because there are certain prophetic things that are connected to certain people. I want to teach you how you can get your boss to do anything you want. Get up on your feet. I'll tell you next week. You have a question? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In Kenya, all the presidents, their names ends with what? I. I like this. Huh? Somebody is saying no. Others are saying. But maybe it may not be all of them, but majority of them. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, quiet, 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 quiet. In Kenya, only two tribes become president. If you are not a Kikuyu or a Kalenjin, somehow you'll be beaten to it. Let's be upstanding. So, let me tell you, let me tell you, I'm not being anything, but for any other tribe, I can confidently tell you, I don't need to be a prophet, to ever become a president, something must shift in the land before any other tribe becomes. Otherwise, I am telling you, it will never happen. Something, a spiritual man must stand up and shift things in the spirit for any other tribe to, otherwise, it will never happen. It will, will rotate between the Kalenjins and the Kikuyus until something happens in the spirit. I mean, last, last year's election, Many people thought Azimio is winning, isn't it? It was clear. Yes. Mr. Fundi said it was true. Yes. Muesh. Muesh carried Baba to the mountain and we don't know what happened. Have you learned something today? Yes. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Hey, look at the analysis. People are Mugai, Moy, Kibaki, Samuel. Mugai, Moy, Kibaki. <laughs> Somebody is saying Kalonzo. <laughs> no. They come from the same village, so she's advocating. <laughs> I 
Are you blessed you came to the house of God? For certain things to be broken, certain things must happen. Now, I want us to make a prayer. I didn't have time to minister to people, but I want us to make a prayer. But at least you have learned something. Now, next week, I'm going to teach you how to convince, what prophetic action to take to get anybody to do anything you want. Huh? Oh, next week is Shabbat Sunday. Wow. Now, you want it now? Now, time is up. We need to obey the clock. <laughs> you want it now? <laughs> no, because if I teach it now, what will I teach the next time? <laughs> no, I will teach it. I'm still a pastor here, so don't worry. I will teach it. I will teach it. Every psalm in the Bible has a certain specific significance. Every psalm. All the psalms in the Bible. How many of you have requested for me for scriptures during fasting? Anybody? What scriptures do I give you? Psalms. I don't give you any other scripture. Why? Because prophetically, that, you, that one you don't know. Me as a prophet, I know. Every psalm in the Bible has a certain significance. When somebody, when you want domi dominance, the reason why it is not, my spiritual father said, David, it is not natural. Say what you are doing in Kenya, if you did it in Ghana, it's okay. But for you as a foreigner to do ministry in a foreign land and to have such influence and authority and to be such connected, it is not normal. It is a sign you dominate the nation. You have control and spiritual authority over the land. Why? Because I know the psalm to read every month to make sure I am still at the top. Raise your hand. You are going to declare today that every form of pattern that repeats itself in your life yes that is not of jehovah yes you cancel and you break it amen any evil pattern that repeats itself yes you are declaring today let it be permanently broken broken shout in the name of jesus in the name of jesus every evil pattern Every evil pattern in my life, in my life, let it be broken. Let it be broken. See, some of you, every man that comes into your life, leaves you in a certain way, and all of them is a pattern, it just keeps happening, and you have not taken time to spiritually deal with it. Shout in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I decree and declare. I decree and declare. Every evil pattern. Every evil pattern. In my life. In my life. As I lift up my voice in prayer. As I lift up my voice. In I prayer, break it now. I break it. Come on, lift up your voice. Kato shalaba. Rapa palaba ko shalala brantaba. Rede de de be kalua atana da basota. Rapa na bra shalala brantatala na bakosha. Shakene me kalua atana na mata. Rapa palia azona na na brantaya. Shalalalalalala kapalia atos. Shalalalalala bakole de 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 haya. Rada da 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 bra shalala brant. Rabba 
taking your next prayer you are declaring that may God make good things repeat in your life Amen. may God bring many good people into your life Amen. let me tell you something if after this knowledge you don't go sit down and reflect and make an, an analysis and you keep allowing wrong things to happen to you you are on your own are you getting me because lady, let me tell you the earth revolves around its axis every year same thing happens in other words it may yours may not happen every year but every three years every four years every five years you see the same thing happen over and over again you need to sit back and tell yourself something must change are you getting me you are lifting up your voice in prayer. This is your last but one prayer. Our time is already gone. You are lifting up your voice. You are declaring, Father, connect me to the right people. Draw the right things into my life. Good opportunities. There are people who will, who will be ready to sacrifice their lives for you. One time, I was in a car with someone. And I was driving and we had a very major accident immediately the person said prophet get from leave that steering wheel and let me sit there I said why he says if anything happens when the police comes I cause the accident not you ah, what do you mean say keep your mouth shut anything happens here I am the one that caused the accident not you can you imagine that? Are you getting what I'm saying? He says, whatever happens, I take responsibility. As to whether you go to jail, I will go to jail, whatever, I am taking responsibility. There are people that are ready, will be willing to sacrifice their lives for you. They are still around on this planet. God can show you. God can bring them, them God can bring them into your life. Are you getting my point? Yes. Yeah. You want to lift up your voice the father release the right people into my life release good people into my life the people people that will sacrifice for me selfless people come on lift up your voice
Repetitions are aborted. They 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 are aborted. In the name of Jesus. There are people here in certain specific months you suffer rejection. Say yes, the Lord. It is over. It's over. Every spirit of rejection. Some of you, you get, you get so close to opportunities, but they never happen. Say yes, the Lord, it is broken. Break. That evil cycle is broken. Break. That evil cycle is broken. Break. That evil cycle is broken. Break. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. The Lord has visited you. Amen. See, today is his first time of coming here. Somebody will think, so he has mentioned this. Have you ever met me? Mention your name to me from anywhere? Never. When? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But have we met physically? Where? Where? In, when? When was that? You don't remember. But I personally don't even recall him. Did you tell me your father's name? You didn't tell me your father's name. But if God could reveal your father's name and reveal your name, the same God tells me to tell you, he has come to shift your life. Amen. There is a shift and a mega turnaround coming for you. Anything that has failed from working from today, it is beginning to work. Amen. It is a new beginning for you. Amen. It's a new beginning for you. Amen. Where do you come from, sir? Kitui. Huh? Lift your hands. Any barrier put on you, I stand and I declare it is permanently broken. 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 In the name of Jesus. Who here bears the name Lynette? What do you do, sir? Uh, I'm not working. I was in IT. You were in IT? God is going to open a door for you. Amen. Church, put your hands together for the Lord. I speak over your life. See, the reason why I was asking who your father is, is how many children does your father have? The ones that, know are four. Hmm? The ones that you know are four. <laughs> if I knew your father, I would have reported you. There is a curse placed upon your father's children. I can confidently tell you, you may not have told me who they are, but none of them is succeeding. Huh? It's true. The Lord is ministering to me. Mr. Induda's children has been placed on a curse, but today, 
the Lord says, Geoffrey, you shall be the first to pray that I believed you said lift your hands, church, stretch forth your hands towards I speak prophetically and I declare what was not working shall begin to work in your life. It may barrier put upon you. I decree and declare it is revoked. 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 In the name of Jesus, I declare go and excel. Go and prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. I want you to have a personal connection with God and develop a personal relationship with the Holy Ghost. Okay? God has a great destiny for you. If you learn how to connect with God and be prayerful, you shall break through in a mega way. A time will come, you will not even be working locally, you will be working internationally. Amen. Lift your hands, church. If you every hands down here, if you are here, you have always gotten close to having dowry paid for you, but it never happens. Raise your hand. You got close to having a marriage, wedding, celebration, but it never happens. They promise you that we are going to pay dowry, but it never happens. Raise your hand above your head. Let me pray for you. We declare every satanic cycle is permanently broken from your life. Amen. We declare that evil cycle is permanently broken from your life. Amen. It shall not repeat itself again. Amen. In the name of Jesus. May Jehovah God grant you a good marriage. I receive. I usher you into a new season. I receive. There is somebody in that corner there at the back there says the Lord. Within the next three months you meet a man that will marry you. In fact, before you came to church you were receiving, you believe God for a confirmation of that statement. And it has happened right now. May it be so in accordance with what the Holy Spirit has declared.